Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. Y'all, uh, hopefully y'all having a great great weekend we got a dope show for y'all right if this is your first time on here make sure you go to streamyard.com forward slash facebook so you can give them permission to get it in with the fellas right on and hey holla at us crystal what's going on how you doing how you doing hey that's our sister there that's on the lioness layer one of the hosts there hey but look y'all share this share this this is going to be some real dope information but before we go in there uh and get started with the show and i bring in the the rest of the lions in the den i want to let y'all know we appreciate everything that you have done for our incentive our in front of the mic incentive where we donated uh, board games, I was going to say uh, video games, but board games and cards and everything to the village, to the young men in the village that's um, staying home because of this quarantine and stuff. So look at the screen real quick. Just give you all a little uh, snapshot of how we get got it in with these young men. Right. So they got Monopoly. Yo, check it out. They got Mon- Monopoly Cheaters Edition. What do you know about that? Right. <laughs> they should have been at that. But we got Jenga. We got some dominoes, Twister. You know what I'm talking about? All that. So we want to thank you all for all of your donations. Everybody from the Lions Den Network and from the Linus Layer Sanity Check. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So we want to thank y'all to uh, for giving. But look, let's get it in. Let's get it in with the rest of the fellas out there. Hey, what's going on? Larry, how you feeling, bro? Hey, 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 brother, man. I'm good, man. Enjoying my weekend and time off. Yeah. How you doing? Man, slow motion, brother. Hey, look, now I'm back in the working mode. So now I got to change everything. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like I was retired for about what a couple of weeks. And now I'm back <laughs> on it. You dig? But other than that, man, it's all good. Everything good with you? Yeah, man, had a day night last night with the wife. Went and got some good steak, and then uh, went to the art museum this morning or this afternoon. So oh, yeah, saw oh, some pretty man. good cultural stuff, man. It's like I, you know what? I'm from St. Louis, and I probably don't remember the last time I've been to the art museum. I mean, it's probably probably grade school. And, and, <laughs> and you know what? And look, that's that, that's dope. But but the good thing is, is that now you have a different appreciation. I do. For, you know what I'm I do. About? I went through and I was blown away with that stuff in there, man. Yes, history yeah. heritage. Yes, absolutely. Hey, shout out to Foots getting it in in the background, and shout out to Will. He's still deployed over there, man, getting it in, keeping everybody safe, y'all. Shout out to uh to the rest of the Lions that can't be here with us right now. But then also, let's give it up <laughs> for the other brother from the other mother. What up, bro? How you feeling? Man, it feels like it's been forever since I've been on the show. It seemed like it. Don't. Yeah, because the week before that, it was your daughter's birthday. Yeah, and so yeah. I I think I missed three shows. Well, then we had we had uh, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Yeah. Well, so, man, welcome back, man. You what, you I, want to reintroduce yourself? Oh man, <laughs> I, I understand what Timberland meant now when he said it's it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, bro, if you don't get, I your, shouldn't have left y'all, man. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Make it so bad. Look. Now that I know you, you thought about this for a minute. You know, <laughs> no, I just came to me, dog, freestyle off the dome. But, hey, check this out, man. Oh, 
I, I just had my uh, my future in-laws come to the crib, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying, with uh her brother as well. They just rolled up out of here, okay. uh, visiting my home for the well, our home. I gotta mm-hmm. keep saying our home for the first time. It was great, man. And then, as like you, I started me a new job. Did you? Boy, did I. <laughs> you ready? Well, hey, you ready? Well, what you do, her? Well, hey, I need to stop watching TV, man. <laughs> You know, I'm sitting there watching, you know, TV. I'm thinking, man, that job looks like it's some fun. I got, I ain't got nothing else to do. Correction officer. Correction officer. Hey, why not? Then they got me running around serving these trays, giving people toilet paper. I'm like, what am I? I'm like, what the hell am I doing, man? Hey, when Rick Ross was a correctional officer, I wasn't envisioning this. See, you see what I'm saying? Look, hey, hey you don't make it so bad. Hey, you deliberately put in for that application. So I put in, did my psych test, take these little spelling. They gave me a test. Right, see if you can pass this third grade spelling test. I'm like, no wonder you dumb. Up. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> oh, to those that's out there getting it in. But man, what made you want to do that though? Man, so you know, with all the stuff that's happening in the news, right? Right. Police brutality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I need to, I need to give back. Let me get into law enforcement and see what it's like. Mm-hmm. My fat ass didn't want to run, you know what I'm saying? The PT test to become like CPD or something. Right. You know what I mean, like on the police department, and they ain't one doing PT tests for correctional officers. Okay. okay. I said, well, Correctional officer, it is, you know. <laughs> and so, but hey, on the flip side of that, man, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be serious for a second. On the flip side of that, it's it's exactly what I was looking for as far as working on the ground with some people that need, you know, what I'm saying that need something mm-hmm. that need maybe a good word here or there. You know what I mean? Right. We. Had a guy that's in suicide watch that just got into it with somebody, a correctional officer. And, you know, people kind of like wrote him off. But I'll call into him, check him. Hey, you doing all right in there? Mm-hmm. It was just them little kind of things that made a difference for him. You know right. what I mean? When he, thank, when he thanks me for checking in on him, I was like, man, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this job. So that way. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody on this side that, you know, not saying that there's not more. But I just add to the ones that care. You know what I mean? So that's what's that's up. Right. So y'all, y'all give me my roses. I'm a good guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, bro, let's get it in. Let's get it in. Hey, so the den, the pride. Hey, what we got coming on to the show is something that everybody needs to be aware of. And for some reason, we think we're immortal. So we don't talk about it enough. We got somebody coming on that's that's experienced in the military field and took those expertise and took them to the civilian world so he could relate to us and better yet our community and talk to us about why life insurance is something that needs to be in the forefront of all our decision making when it comes to investing right. uh, mr. mr chad Pryor, welcome to the den there it is. All right. thanks fellas appreciate it man what up bro how you feeling feeling good man doing really well y'all looking good well, hey, trying, you know, trying to yeah. do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, let me first say, man, thanks for, for having me on. Uh, you know, every opportunity I get that uh, that I'm able to, you know, to get on and watch you guys. You guys are, are doing some positive work for the community. Uh, and, 
and really appreciate it, you know, and, and enjoy following, you know, the show and different things like that. And uh, uh, guys, keep it up, man. Definitely uh, some positive brothers, some role models for, for young folks to look up to and some some old folks that, uh, that need role models. So. <laughs> right on, man. No, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. But uh, man, thank you for being on, man. Thank you and appreciate everything you did. And I know we ain't going to talk too much about this, but how many years you served, bro? So I did 27. Uh, 27 in a couple months. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for serving, man. Thank you for serving. Absolutely. I appreciate it. No doubt. So you ready, Herm? I am. So, Chad, I know you keep telling us don't call you chief, so I'm going to respect that, Chad. <laughs> My question is, um, after your military career, you know, you, you, you finish at the highest you can at the enlisted rank. Um, what made you think, you know what, life insurance, that's what I'm going to do next. What, what made you get into that? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about your thought process of why you got into life insurance? Yeah, man. So uh, I'll tell you, um, you know, when I was in the military, I didn't think, you know, retiring that, you know, it was going to be in the, in the life insurance. Uh, I kind of tell folks when they ask me this question, you know, I, I kind of thought that I, I knew a little bit about, you know, investing in different things like that, but I definitely didn't know uh, what I thought I, I knew, right? And uh, so the opportunity came for me, you know, I did the skills bridge and, and shout out to uh, Hiring Our Heroes, if you guys know about that with the military, uh, they do a great job with veterans transitioning to the, the civilian uh, uh, community. But so about this summer, you know, uh, COVID hit in, in March, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to retire or not, but finally when I, you know, it kind of settled down and, and I did uh, uh, choose to retire. Um, I entered skills bridge and um, originally I wasn't, you know, leaning towards uh, uh, anything in, in insurance. I was actually hired by another company for, for HR, my background. Uh, but I got a, um, you know, a call from this company uh, that offered me a uh, uh, opportunity, you know, to kind of the, the, the serve with them. And the aspects that I liked is I still stay connected with the military. And that was that was huge for me uh, to be able to stay connected with the uh, military community, but also with the uh, my community and the African-American community. Um, so just, you know, learning it and then seeing where it could take me in regards to, um, you know, uh, a sound platform for investing in the future, but more so educating uh, folks. Right. As far as um, people not knowing. Uh, the ins and outs of insurance, the ins and outs of investing and different things like that. So a lot of fun, learning a lot. And uh, uh, I hope to kind of continue with this. Right. Uh, Mr. Chad, I, I want to chime in and kind of talk, continue that discussion of what you're talking about when you talk about investments, right? So is there some common uh, trends that you've noticed when you're talking to potential prospects? that you can share with this audience when it comes to lack thereof or lack of misconceptions, myth that they think about life insurance. You know, can you share some of that with us? Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a good question. You know, um, I think a lot of uh, trends that folks that when they talk about life insurance, especially in the military, right? When you look at the, the military community, uh, we had, you know, SGLI for the longest and, and really you didn't even know how much you was paying for it unless you look at your LES, right? Uh, so, but we knew we were covered and we got comfortable, right? With that, that type of insurance, but not knowing what that insurance was, what it actually meant. Uh, and then not knowing um, 
you know, anything about secondary insurance, which a lot of uh, veterans do. Uh, so I think the common misconception is uh, actually what is insurance? And one of the common questions I get is, uh, uh, you know, the breakdown of, uh, you know, term insurance versus uh, whole life. Right. And, and basically what that is. And I always tell people just look at it as uh, renting versus buying. Uh, so term is, is more for renting. Uh, and think of it like uh, term is going to be less expensive, a lot less expensive, but people typically get term. It's almost like car insurance. Uh, it can be anywhere from the increments of 10, 15, 20 to 30 years, but you get it for big ticket items. For example, you know, if I have a home and my home is worth, you know, five hundred thousand uh, dollars, that's that's considered an insurable interest. Uh, and, and what I tell folks is kind of think about if something happened to you, you know, God forbid, what would you not want to leave? Uh, you know, to your spouse or your kids, right? That they would have to start worrying about. So um, people typically get term to cover those big ticket items because it's affordable. Uh, if they have a house note that's 15 years to 30 years, they know it's going to get paid down. They're going to gain equity in a home. Uh, and then that term kind of met its purpose. Whereas whole life is more of that's permanent insurance. And, and I always tell people you need permanent insurance, right? Uh, the amount is really, you know, you know, basically, which you may need based on your insurable interest, but you're going to outlive live term. And, and nine times out of ten, if a insurance company gives you term insurance, they're saying that you're going to live past the term, right? So at some point, you want to be able to either convert that to a whole life policy, or to be able to start to build some sort of cash value in a whole life policy. Um, and and when I talk to folks, you know, I kind of show them both, you know, the values of both, but. Uh, sometimes it may be a hybrid approach with term and whole life, or it just may be a, a term and then later on down the road, look at some sort of conversion. Okay. But that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, look, ladies and gentlemen, if that's it, hey, if, if y'all are digging this, please do us a favor and share it. Even if you're not, um, chances are somebody else needs to hear this. And y'all look, after this, uh, our message, we're going to go into this question, uh, Chad, like, I already have a job. You're right. I already have a job. So why would I need extra insurance for my family, if that makes sense? So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stick tuned. Stand by. We will be right back to dive into that. All right. One minute. As a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finance and help them identify and dispute negative items in their credit reports. Her services allow individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Report Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to position themselves for home ownership, lower interest rates, entrepreneurship, and general wealth. Give Tracy Brown a call at 618-560-3687. One more time, 618-560-3687. Yeah, yes, yes. Get your credit together, y'all. Don't forget, call Miss Tracy Brown. Hey, because you can't get your life insurance together if you're all right hand in hand hey but look anyway chad so going back to the question what if someone says hey i already get enough life insurance from my job i wouldn't need anything else what would you tell them well you know a lot of folks don't understand that uh you know majority of job insurance is only as good as you with that job right um uh, it's a group insurance uh and usually it's not building any sort of cash value. So it's not like whole life insurance. So it's going to be a term insurance. Uh, but once you, um, you know, either transfer or go take another job, then that, that insurance is not transferable, right? So companies will cover you up to a certain amount and maybe even family members. 
But the, the, the real bottom line is being able to, uh, anytime I hear people say that, hey, I got insurance through the job and different things like that, uh, you know, we just try to make people understand that, you know, based off of your insurable interest, for example, like with SGLI, right? And I always use this uh, analogy. So when, and you guys served in the military. So, you know, me as a chief in my last year in, in the military, I had $400,000 worth of SGLI, right? And then there may be an airman basic across the base that's living in the dorm, they're going to have the same $400,000. Uh, but we know that we both have uh, different insurable interests, right? I have a home, I have a family, you know, uh, different things where that airman just may be in the dorm and, and on the TV, right? So it's not customizable to, uh, you know, that person's uh, insurable interest. So even though you may have insurance through a company, depending on if that company is actually sitting down with you and saying, hey, what do you have? Do you have kids that are going to college? Uh, how, when do you plan on retiring? Uh, you know, looking at every aspect of your life and your investments, what do you have invested in the future? How do you want to protect those investments? Uh, being able to customize insurance to, to fit, fit you to the team. And that's really what it, insurance is, right? We don't want more, we don't want less. We just want it to fit us and allow us to be flexible as we go, uh, you know, throughout our lives, especially if you transition from the military, right. uh, to be able to, you know, be able to uh, customize it. Okay. Good. So, but Chad, here's the thing. Here's my pushback. I got about 4,000 friends on Facebook because I'm popular, right? <laughs> why, why can't I just drop a cash app? Somebody just drop cash, uh, uh, what is it, GoFundMe, you know what I'm saying, and, and get me covered. Yeah. And every time somebody passes, I always see a GoFundMe out there. Yeah. You know, so what do you say to those folks? You know what I mean? It's like for some reason, you know, I'm 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 trying to uh put a funny spin on it, but I see the GoFundMe's, right? And uh for transparency uh purposes, my, my stepfather sells life insurance for as long as I can remember. And so I seen like constantly people dropping insurance policies and stuff like that because they can't see the long the long uh the long game. And then they say, you know, when something happens. They go to go go for me, you know. What I mean, speak. Can you speak a little bit on that mentality? Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's real, right? That's a reality. And uh, uh, unfortunately, GoFundMe is is uh, really prominent in our community, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I stay active with the the African American community, uh, especially back home in Indiana where I'm licensed, because uh, it's important, right? So, and it, it all comes down to education. I, I think I was looking at a. Um, one of my, my all time, um, you know, favorite rappers, E-40, right? I, I think you guys may know this if you're, y'all may be younger, a lot younger than me, but, you know, E-40 said, you know, don't go buy a uh, $85,000 car before you buy a house, right? And think about that. And he said that back in the 90s, right? Uh, so I would tell the person, really, it's not, and this is family members too. I got family members that don't think, you know, this way when it comes to insurance. It's not my responsibility. Right. It's not my responsibility through a GoFundMe to to make sure that the kids have an education, things that you could have provided for them along the way. Uh, so I think it's priorities. And this is not all uh, uh, people, um, but it, it's a lot. If we, if we admit it's a lot in our community that don't think long term. Right. And uh, and life insurance is not just, uh, you know, term insurance where it's going to cover you for that term. Life insurance has a lot of monetary investment uh, uh, practices for you, um, especially with staying healthy, right? And, and all this stuff ties in a loop. 
uh, in our community with, you know, staying healthy, uh, you know, all that stuff is economically driven on how you can be healthy and make life insurance work for you to where you can sit and have money later on in life. So, so I hear you hard, man, but I'll tell you, um, I see that every now and then with the GoFundMe and different things like that. And it comes down to a lack of discipline and a lack of education on, uh, you know, being able to make sure that if something happened to you, one of us, that whoever's back, you know, carrying that, carrying that bill and that weight, you don't want to, last thing a person have to worry about is to grieve and then also worry about your estate. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. Chad, I know you talked about with the whole life, you can build some equity in there, like some income equity. Um, I want you to talk about that a little bit more because I don't think folks truly understand if like for me, I have a thrift savings plan. I got a couple of IRA accounts and in my TSP. I can actually borrow money from myself. I don't have to go to a bank or another man or woman. I can go borrow from myself. I know investors say don't do that. But what I'm saying is I have that option. If I'm really down on hard luck, hard times, I can go borrow something and pay myself back in a small interest rate too. Can you talk about that when you talk about, you know, whole life and building some equity in that, it, that you can do options like that if you follow hard times? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, whole life is a, a, a great investment tool along with, uh, you know, custom whole life, right? Uh, if you ever think about why millionaires, multi-millionaires have life insurance, right? And you go, man, why would a multi-million who has millions of dollars, if they passed away, their estate's going to be taken care of. They have investments and different things like that. Why do they have uh, life insurance? Well, they have life insurance for the, and here's a, a, another you know, lack of education um, because there are tax advantages in having life insurance, right? So you brought up TSP and then a lot of other you know, investment accounts, depending on what you invest in, um, you know, if it's Roth IRAs or 401ks, uh, Majority of them are going to have a tax penalty, right? So you said if you want to liquidate it, you fall on hard times, and I need to go, you know, reach in and take a little bit of that out. Uncle Sam's going to say, "Hey, appreciate it, but we're going to ahead and smack that hand and take about ten percent of it," right? Uh, so with the difference with uh, whole life and custom whole life is we call it banking. You become your own bank, right? So ever how you fund it, you're growing at a rate that mirrors a lot of mutual funds, right? So uh, sometimes at four to five percent, and then depending on the strength of the company that provides it, you could be looking at dividends paid, uh, you know, every year. I know some companies that have been in business for 175 years straight and paying dividends for 167 years, right? Straight, not miss the dividend. So uh, you become your own bank to where you're bringing your money out and able to use it, but at any time. You don't have to wait until you're 59 and a half and there's no tax penalties. Uh, the government, if they had a way that they could, you know, tap into uh, insurance for those purposes, they would, but they can't, right? So there has to be laws on how you can fund it, how much you can fund it, but uh, they are, are great funding tools to be able to grow money at a rapid rate, uh, especially if you're looking to supplement in retirement down the road. Uh, we do, uh, what we call a slurp concept, which is a supplemental retirement income. So basically, I do I work a lot with uh, small business owners that don't uh, pay in the four hundred one k's, right? Maybe a uh, a barbershop owner or you know auto uh, shop owner, uh, and we're able to set them up to fund them just like they would in a four hundred one k or a Roth. However, when they get to sixty five, they'll start getting their money, right? But it's not taxed. 
it's absolutely not taxed. So the key is like what I said, it goes back to staying healthy. You know, what other monetary tour or uh, investment do you can you think of that your health is important to stay healthy? Because as long as you live and stay healthy, the bigger your fund is. Uh, so a lot of investment opportunities when it comes to uh, uh, insurance. All right. <clears throat> OK, well, listen. Yo, this is a whole lot of information, good information, and hopefully individuals can take heed to this. And those of you out there that that still got some of that stimmy left, right? You might want to look into some things, right? And <laughs> as far as putting it in the in the right place. But we're gonna touch on that and a lot more a little later on, y'all. Y'all know we gotta take another pause for the cause, but make sure you are sharing this, sharing this. Let us know where you're listening from. Where are you at right now that have you listening to the den, right? We'll give y'all a shout out. Hey, and we'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with Alliance Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Yo, yo, welcome back, everybody. Yo, shout out, shout out, ma'am. Shout out to St. Louis. Hey, St. Louis be representing, y'all. Hey, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate everybody that's watching right now. But ladies and gentlemen, we got the man with the plan, Mr. Chad Pryor up in the building, right? Hey, getting it in, dropping these knowledge and, 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 and trying to make you guys aware of your options, your financial options. Chad, I got a question, though, brother. What? Tell us about a myth that uh, individuals feel as soon as they get a little bit of knowledge, 
of these like mutual funds and how to invest or it, it, not even just that, just life insurance that now their children are going to be on easy street. So there's nothing else they need to do. It's like a one-stop shop. Is that true? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't look at it as a myth. Um, I'll tell you, um, man, if you, if you're getting started in investing, I mean, it could be with anything, right. With uh, mutual funds, if you're paying in your TSP, uh, you know, if you have Roths or, or IRAs or what, whatever, right? I would say the first thing you probably need to, to, to look at is just the discipline of it, right? Um, and what I mean by the discipline of it is a lot of people, when, when I talk investments or, or, you know, life insurance or anything that folks are having to put away for the future, um, it's not that, you know, I, I deal with clients that work, you know, in the, uh, in the high end, and then I also deal with clients to work, you know, on the low end. So investing is not necessarily about the money that you have, or the investing is about the discipline that you have to put money away. So if you're putting money into a savings account, right, um, having the discipline to be able to do that, uh, and knowing that, hey, I'm not every five minutes transferring um, money to checking to cover a check that I wrote, right? Just having that discipline to, to pay yourself first is what I call it. Um, so I, guess I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a myth, but I, I will tell you that uh, if you're not investing now, um, there will come a time in the future that you're going to you're going to wish that you would invest in. And um, I'll tell you one of the big things that uh, I always talk to people about. And you guys are tracking this, too. If you, if you watch politics, one thing that we can't really look at and, and, and predict for the future is what taxes are going to look like. Right. What we do know is the, the national debt and how much money we owe, but we can't uh, predict what taxes look like. So it's almost like me, you know, telling Herm, you know, hey, I'm gonna give you a thousand dollars today. And Herm looks at me and says, okay, Chad, uh, when two, two questions, when do I have to pay it back? And what is the interest that you're gonna charge me on that? And, and I may, based off my financial situation, uh, say, hey, I'm good. Uh, don't worry about it. And then 20 years later down the road, 40 years later down the road, I might say, hey, Herm, remember that money I lent you, you know, back, you know, 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, I'm going to need it back. And here's the interest. And here's how much, you know, that I'm looking at taxing it. And that's kind of like the federal government. Right. If you look at the debt that we're in today, uh, which we can't sustain, um, you know, if you're not really looking at your investment practices today and how to. Uh, educate yourself and to be able to what I call shield or hedge your money uh, to prevent and illegally. We ain't talking about Wesley Snipes and, and different things like that, not paying taxes. We're talking about legal ways of hedging your money because we all work hard. We all want to retire in the future, but we want to be able to retire what we worked hard for uh, without uh, uh, Uncle Sam dipping too much in it. And there's different ways to be able to do that. Uh, I, for my kids, you know, I'm not here to make my kids rich in the future or, or well off. Um, uh, my kids have investment accounts that I've set up for them. Uh, I will fund them to a certain point, but then it's for them to take over and fund for themselves to have uh, some some for themselves in, in the future. But it's just, you know, learning the basics, starting off, uh, uh, reading up on different things and educating yourself the best you can uh, to be able to put away because there will be a day that you will wish that you had put away all right so so my question is this now again like i said my stepfather has been in a life insurance game for so long right and for me it felt like he was never off you know what i mean he was always on everything led back to the sale and um 
I know for a lot of folks, you know, especially in our community, when people get to talking too fast or talking about a whole bunch of things we don't know, we always think somebody's out to get us. And so I'm, I'm wondering, is, is this the reason why there's an educational disconnect, you know what I'm saying, for something that we really can't physically see? You know what I'm saying? I need I need stuff done right now. You know what I'm saying? I need to pay my car note right now. You know what I'm saying? What's this life insurance going to do for me 16, 17 years down the road when I got to buy this milk? You know what I'm saying? Uh, is it our priorities? You know what I mean? Or is it more along the lines we don't really trust salesmen that much? You know what I mean? Or or we don't really trust us. That too. Yeah. yeah. You know, it took me a long time to appreciate what my stepfather was doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, to, to see how he operated. Um, because, yeah, I mean, obviously he was trying to make money. But at the same time, he was trying to give people a way ahead. But sometimes it's hard to see that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, you know, uh, I will tell you, life insurance is not like uh, uh, selling cars, right? Um, even though people need vehicles uh, and they will continue to buy cars. Typically, the people that, uh, that you'll find, unfortunately, that will talk about life insurance that kind of tells the story are people that have been through uh, those tragedies. Right. And, and you've heard them. We all have been impacted by some way or another by tragedies. When I kind of sit down and talk with uh, uh, clients, you know, it's, it's to map their future. Right. Uh, and it's not just necessarily about insurance. It's about, you know, what, what are your your goals and your priorities for the future and then how do we get you there right so that could be anything from from insurance to investing to putting away college uh money for the kids uh but everybody has a story that 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 you can relate to and i share two stories uh always uh um you know really three but i, I share two when i when i kind of sit down with folks to kind of make them see the reality of it and, and one of the stories that i share is one is more personal than the other, but one that everyone can relate to. Uh, the personal story that I, I talk about is uh, when me and my wife were in the military um, uh, in 2008, we were both stationed in Aviano Air Base, Italy. And my wife was in a, uh, in a helicopter, the Black Hawk crash, right? So 11 people were on board, six passed away, uh, and she was one of the survivors. So if you've ever been stationed in Italy uh, and know how overseas hospitals are, uh, everything's kind of spread out, right? So for about 24 hours, I didn't know if my wife was uh, dead or alive. But what I do remember is coming home and my, my girls were younger at that time, uh, sitting down and everything's racing through my head, right? So I knew I had uh, SGLI. However, I didn't have college savings for my girls. Um, I didn't really have uh, a lot of things going for me at that point in time in life. But I can remember thinking, how am I going to raise these kids by myself? Right. My wife's gone, her, her income, all those things start you know, going through your head. The other uh, story that I share with folks and all of you can relate to this is when Kobe, Kobe Bryant passed away. Right. So Kobe Bryant, not that he needed life insurance and he did. not He was near a billion dollars. But the reality that Kobe Bryant was doing something that we do every day as fathers, as parents, as mothers, he was taking his daughter to a, a basketball game. And she passed away on a helicopter, right? Or and he passed away. So it's just the reality that we're not promised to be here, right? Uh, my brother passed away when he was 26, and I was an airman basic in the military. We didn't have GoFundMe back then, but we did a GoFundMe because he didn't have life insurance. So the family had to pass the hat around family to be able to bury my brother. So 
Uh, I think if people kind of look at it, everybody has a, a GoFundMe type of story or a mindset of, um, you know, someone that passed away that were not able to, you know, give them a proper burial or the family had to be taken care of or, or whatever. Uh, in the end, and, and typically when I meet with folks, I always show this slide of the price of Netflix, the price of Hulu, the price of Amazon, all the things that we kind of take for granted that we we do every day and then the price of life insurance, which is a lot less expensive than those things that we kind of take for granted every day. So it's like you said, I think one of you guys said it, priorities. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's a good wow. point. Hey, Chad, following up with that, I want to talk about, uh, it's kind of a piggyback off of Herm's question, but it's more of uh, the financial literacy piece of it. Um, I was able to watch a Netflix documentary yesterday that was recommended by Crystal Spencer's, uh, Will Spence's wife, right? And it was talking about uh, the rich game or something like that. And you guys can search it on Netflix. Four point uh, four series documentary, 20 minutes. I mean, it's worth it. They talked about credit cards, retirement, student loans, and uh, scams like the Ponzi scams and things like that and the difference between them. Uh, really educational, really informal. So for you, the question I have for you is, what do you recommend? What do you use to uh, that you would recommend for this audience as far as getting more financial, uh, getting their literacy game up in the financial business? Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's so many uh, different tools today that, that they, we didn't have in the past when it talks about uh, uh, financial literacy and being able to kind of you know self-teach. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, you know reading different books. There's a there's a book called uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. If if you guys haven't read it, you've heard of it. N necessarily doesn't teach you the financial uh, literacy part as far as you know what to invest in, but it teaches the mindset of um, you know how we kind of look at different communities look at investing and what's important. Uh, there's a a great documentary on uh, uh, Amazon Prime called The Power of Zero. Uh, and, if, and there's a book also out called The Power of Zero. If you have an opportunity to, to read or watch that documentary, I, I think it puts a lot of things in perspective about investing and, and putting money away for, for your future. Um, my recommendation would just to be, you know, you know, just find books, uh, go out and, and just research it. We can do research what we want, right? We can easily go. I mean, today, I think I just, uh, I was doing something on my lawnmower. I got a riding lawnmower and I let it sit for a year and, and the gas got kind of tainted. So, but I went on YouTube and figured out how to get that gas out of there and different things like that. So go to YouTube. I'm a huge fan of YouTube and, uh, and then talk to different folks that are, that are in the game and, uh, and, you know, just kind of understand, you know, what you're invested in. I know a lot of folks are invested in uh, TSB. Um, and uh, different things with the military, uh, just understanding the aspect of all those investments and then just ask a lot of questions. Right. All right, brother. Well, look, got a question, though. What would you say to those individuals that say, you know what, it, it was almost to your point as far as Kobe, but hey, I'm going to live forever, right? I'm young. I'm healthy. Look, I ain't even catch the 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 COVID. You did. I, I mean, I, what is it? I'm just immune to it. Like, what would you say to those individuals? Would you say, Herm? I mean, I'm immune to it. So I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut up. No, hey, look, you probably had it twice. You don't even know it, bro. You and that damn karaoke. Hey, but look seriously though, Jack. What would you say to those individuals that feel as though, hey, I'm 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 young. I'm healthy. I'm straight. 
What would you say? Yeah, hopefully, you know, you do live a, a long and healthy life, right? And that's what we all hope for. Um, you know, I mean, we don't, I don't, you know, sell insurance or talk to people about insurance because I think they're going to want to die, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and especially when it comes to kids. I just did a policy on a two-year-old two year the other day and uh, and it was more investment, right? It was a custom whole life. And I mean, this kid was only set the way his mother funded it by the time he was 65. I mean, really set. Uh, but like I told his mom, we're not getting insurance for your kid because uh, we think that your, your son is going to pass away. We're getting it for the investment piece. Um, so insurance doesn't have to be just a, a gloom of, hey, I need insurance uh, because, you know, I may die one day. You know, that's that's not necessarily the, the mindset of because you want to live a long, healthy life. But there are many, many folks and families that have suffered because a loved one had, uh, you know, passed away and they had to go liquidate, you know, you know, building 401ks and funding those, you know, that financial house, you know, that I kind of talk about uh, and had to liquidate, you know, tax penalties and whatnot, because they didn't have the, the proper amount or no insurance to kind of take care of the estate. And, and I, I don't know if I said it during this platform, but I've said it before that the, the worst thing a surviving spouse should have to go through is uh, grieving, but at the same time grieving and then worried about an estate. You know, how do I take care of my home? Uh, how do I take care of my kids' education, different things like that? So really, it just comes down to priorities. You know, uh, what are we putting back uh, uh, for our families? I wouldn't talk to anyone about something I wasn't doing personally, right? Uh, so you have to be able to take care of your families. And, and I think most people get it. It's just, you know, aligning those priorities and asking those questions about uh, what do I actually need, right? What what does my insurable interest look like today? Um, that will cover my family or my loved ones. And if it changes in five years, uh, because I, you know, I get out of the military and go work another job, uh, do I have opportunity to kind of, you know, um, you know, customize it, you know, going forward. So, mm -hmm. so, so Chad, here's my question. There's so many insurance companies out there. And there's so many different vehicles, different kind of, um, policies out there right and i'm not asking you to uh identify a certain company right but what i am asking you is what should a person look for like they don't know anything about life insurance anything that you say is going to sound good right what should a person look for you know what i'm saying from your professional your professional advice given to this audience who might not know much about life insurance what should they be what should they be listening to their agent tell them when it comes to selecting the right policy for them and their children? Yeah, so so Harm, uh, another great question, man. And, and I tell a lot of folks this, right? And here's the good thing about being a, you know, it's almost like wearing two hats, being a veteran, because I deal a lot with veterans, uh, but also being a, a part of a company. So I always tell people, it really doesn't matter who you go go, go with, right? But here's the questions that you need to be asking. So if I'm getting insurance, uh, you'll have folks that are uh, get insurance and from an agent or a company and they'll, they'll give them a, a, a policy and then they move on to the next person. 
And then five or six years change down the road. And then you're looking at that policy and going, hey, my circumstances have changed. Right. I had another baby or something happened. But I'm looking at this policy and it doesn't give me any room left or right to kind of maneuver to update it or whatnot. So I would say the first thing is when you're looking at insurance, uh, uh, other than getting educated on you know, the term versus whole life, you want to be able to lock into something that's going to allow you to customize, especially military folks. Right. So if you're in the military, you won't be in the military forever. And, uh, and if you look at the rates and this is no uh, I ain't gonna say shout out the, the F, FGLI or VGLI, because if, but if you look at the rates, they're, they're unaffordable. Right. So uh, majority, if not all military people look at other options going out the door uh, to be able to you know, ensure their family. So you want to make sure that whatever you lock into, it gives you room to maneuver. So, for example, folks that are going out the door. Uh, that are transitioning, they may not know what they're going to do next uh, as far as their job. However, they know that they may want to get insurance to make sure that they're rated before they get out and go through the VA process and different things like that. However, two or three years later, they're probably locked into a job. Uh, maybe they have insurance with the company. So they want to be able to take that existing policy that they have and be able to shape it, maybe convert it to start building cash value or uh, those type of things. So. That's what I would actually look at is is being able to what type of policy gives me the opportunity to customize it going forward to where I don't feel like I'm locked in. So. Mm -hmm. Hey, Chad, speaking of affordability, right? I know you guys probably just like the company I'm with. You got some kind of uh, scale where it shows, hey, what can you afford? All right. And then you take what they can afford and you look at what policies it may align up with. So I want you to speak to those individuals that swear up and down they ain't got a dollar to spare, you know, <laughs> but yet they can afford McDonald's, they can afford they, they, their, their happy hours, they can afford all the things that they really can sacrifice when we're talking about building a financial future. And then I also want you to talk about how important it is, you know, to get early in the game instead of waiting until you're in your 40s, because the insurance policy, your health, when you're young, 20 year old, if you get in there in the early 20s, it's a lot more affordable and beneficial for you than waiting until you're in your 40s and 50s where you got some kind of chronic illness going on. Chad, hold on. Right. Answer that because Larry was super passionate about me giving up McDonald's and my double quarter pounder with pizza. <laughs> give, it up. give that. Give up something else, man. Don't tell people to give up McDonald's. Stay <laughs> in business. Hey, so, so yeah, again, it always comes back to that, that word we all mentioned, right? The priorities. Uh, when it comes to insurance is very affordable, depending on what, what you're looking at for the, you know, your insurance going forward. Uh, for example, you'll have insurance policies that kind of work like the VGLI when you retire that, that increase. Uh, they call they're called yearly convertible terms every year. They increase based on your age. Right. And that's not really a, a personally a policy that I would recommend because as you get older, the premiums are going to increase. Right. So you want to lock into something that you know you can afford that's going to be level over the time of uh of uh you know whatever your insurable interest is so uh, for example i get a lot of young people um that are transitioning right and not looking for retirement in the military i just uh had a um dealt with a young lady the other day who's going to be separating and we locked her into a uh what we call a level convertible term Right. And you'll see that with in, in the insurance world. But basically what that is, is very inexpensive. It's a term policy uh, that she can that covers her. Right. That's going to bridge that gap between uh, her not, no longer having SGLI. But what it allows for her to do 
is to kind of get her feet into the civilian world, figure out what she wants to do next. And then later on, she can go, now I'm ready to invest. So I got a good job. I'm making this much money. Um, I want to convert either all or some of that term policy to a, a customer whole life or a whole life policy and start building that cash value. Uh, so, you know, you, you don't have to jump off into a whole life, right? If you're not there, because like I said, a lot of folks are transitioning, trying to figure out what's, what's next. The first thing you just need to do is get insurance. If you need insurance um, and the folks that typically don't need it are the ones that, uh, and are not looking at investing. Those are the ones that have, uh, you know, assets or different streams of income coming into where, you know, they really, they're taken care of. They really don't need insurance. But if you, uh, you know, if you have homes and families and college education that you're looking to provide for uh, folks for, you know, in the event of something happens to you, then, you know, being able to get that insurance and, and know what you're paying, but have options later on to be, be able to convert it uh, going forward. Yo. Oh. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, her. Hey. Chad, first, first, hey, first, I gotta, uh, I gotta um, recognize somebody's been in the comments. Chief Lesson, that was my last chief, me and Larry's last chief over there in uh, Scott Air Force Base. But big shout out to him. Appreciate um, him watching and uh, giving you all the props when he's talking about you setting up his kids and whatnot. Uh, I just want to put that out there. Um, chief, Chief Pryor, you know what I'm saying, Chad. Appreciate you coming on today to, to do this show with us. Um, life insurance is really something that should be in the forefront of everybody's mind because no matter if you're two or 92, you're not immortal. You know what I mean? And for some reason, we don't think about buying that. You know what I mean? We don't think about that as the list of priorities. Like you said, um, you, you brought up selling cars. You know what I'm saying? People always go out to go buy cars because they need it. But they need life insurance too. I, I hope that people are watching this and understanding, like, hey, life insurance is not only um, setting your your family up for future success, but as you brought up in this, this show, it's also a good investment tool. You know, it's a good investment vehicle to diversify your portfolio. People need to go ahead and listen to this. Make sure they're reaching out. You know, what I'm saying to a professional, get some more clarification. You can't jam everything into an hour long show. You know what I'm saying? Reach out, get some more, get some more information on this because it's very important. If we're trying to get ahead of the power curve to get this step taken care of. Chad, thank you again for coming on to the show. Yep. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yep, yep, yep. What you got, Larry? I'll follow up and say again, thank you for coming on to the show and getting us smart on this financial game, this long-term game. Um for folks that are listening and watching and you know we got to get rid of the excuse that we don't know we don't know like you having these discussions i think this is about the third time we talked about financial literacy so we got to start using that youtube and that google get smart on this stuff because I'm, I'm with you chad i want to link up with you as, as far as linkedin and facebook as well because i want to get smart on this whole insurance game like get a little bit more deeper into it as i transition years down the line but uh it's important for all of us to get smart on this stuff we're behind the eight ball as a culture as a as as far as you know us minority folks, man, and, and it's hurting us. But we we can we can flip the switch on that if we get smart on this and get serious about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, well, look, brother, brother, want to give you 
give you last minute if there's anything that you would like to uh share to the den or in because our our audience is 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 pretty wide right so we got some thundercats in there and we got some old folks like herm you know what i'm talking about so so we got a nice little range of folks uh out here is there anything that you would like to uh bless us with man before you uh be, before you uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend yeah man uh more so than, than uh you know i just want to like i said in the beginning man i think what you guys are doing are positive uh, every opportunity i get to, to kind of you know, log on to the Lions Den and uh, listen to you guys, I, I do. Uh, and I think folks all too, right? Because you guys are positive brothers and, and you're, you're putting things out on this plat platform that are not only helping our community, but can help all communities. So definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, I look forward to, to, to continue to work. I know Seth, we had talked about, you know, me doing some work back in Indiana in the African-American community and, and bringing you, you out there and different things for the, the positive things you're doing. and. Uh, so I look forward to continue to work with you guys and, um, you know, anybody that's listening that have questions and just want to sit down and, and, and have a coffee over Zoom or whatnot and just get educated. Uh, definitely reach out. I'll be happy to sit down and educate you. That's right. That's right. Yo, and family, look, don't forget, he is serious about it. Serious, serious about it. So his information is in the chat. Make sure you go and check him out on LinkedIn, y'all, because he is serious about it. When he talk about he will get on Zoom with you with a coffee and talk, it's like that. And it's so hard to not call him a chief because he's like a chief chief, if that makes sense, right? Those of you that's been in the military or still in, you know the difference between a chief and an E9. A true chief, no matter when they take their uniform off, they still achieve. And so he's still in the position of servitude. It, it, it is just so, so huge. So shout out real quick. I see uh, Carrie out there. She says, uh, great information. Or, I'm sorry, great necessary uh, conversation. There's so much to learn, but we have to take the first step to learn from people who are ahead of us in the game. Facts, 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 right? Thank you so much for sharing, normalizing, building generational wealth in a community. And listen, and, and look, real talk too. She she said something that was key. Look, you got individuals that kind of know the game, but their intent is impure. And they're going to do everything they can to get that bottom line. They're going to either make you feel bad. They're going to throw outlandish words at you because you can't pick up what they're putting down and they're talking. You know what I'm saying? You want someone that has your best interest in mind and that can help you understand what I mean by that. There's so much, uh, you know, they, they, they would use such crazy you know, uh, verbs and or, or or just just words that would throw you off, and you would leave feeling inspired, but you didn't gain nothing. You get what I mean? You you didn't understand the concept, hey, but you felt good. You did what I'm saying. So I think that is is important to link up with brothers like uh, Chad and and anybody else that that can explain the game, and they also practice what they preach. You feel me? And that, that's the most important thing. But look, shout out to everybody that was watching us today. Look, we appreciate y'all. We do, we do, we do, we do. We appreciate y'all. Don't forget, check out the ladies on the layer. They're going to be on this Thursday. Well, next Thursday, they're going to be on. Don't forget to check out the uh, Sanity Check. Me and Camille are going to be on at 9 o'clock. Hey, we're going to be talking about how do you deal with controlling and overbearing people? Wow. Yo, 
It's going to be crazy. And then on top of that, hey, you might be one of them. <laughs> hey, what would you say, Herb? You want to plug the controller. Now it's a one-player game. You good. You see what I'm saying? I swear. Boy, man, listen, let me tell you something. I don't know. <laughs> horrible. But no, ladies and gentlemen, please, please make sure you go out, you support us. Go to the Lions Pride Network on Roku and Amazon Fire. We got a lot of new stuff coming on. So, it will behoove you to jump on board and get together. Yes, and we do got polos and we got hoodies. We got all that. And you too can get you some if you can dig it. Right on. But listen, without further ado, y'all enjoy yourself. Have a great Sunday and love y'all and be well. Right on. Right on. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.